The following is a sermon from Pastor Timothy Borman and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. Please stand out of respect for the words and works of Jesus. The Holy Gospel for this Sunday, the Saints' Triumphant Sunday, is found in John chapter 21. We'll read verse 15. We're on page 12 if you'd like to follow along. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Everything, everyone needs a mission. The military needs a mission. They know this. In fact, they won't go on any military campaign until they know exactly what they are called to do. And in fact, what the military fears the most is what they call mission creep. In other words, during the military campaign itself, they don't keep the mission in front of themselves. They don't keep the mission clear. Everybody and everything needs a mission. The church needs a mission too. In fact, you can kind of sort of tell when a church doesn't have a clear direction, a clear purpose, a clear mission. You can notice that the church doesn't have a heartbeat. It doesn't do its work with a spring in its step. I'm convinced that one of the reasons that this church, Sure Foundation, has lasted almost 20 years now is because we have a clear mission. We know what it is that we're supposed to do, don't we? We are here to proclaim the forgiveness of sins to the nations in Jesus' name. And that's it. That's everything. That's a big mission. And not too many people are doing it well these days in New York City, are they? Despite the lack of, you might say, resources, despite the fact that so many obstacles in the way are in the way to this church enduring, we know what it is that we have to do. We've got a mission. Everyone and everything needs a mission. Now, I'm not the first person or the last person to say this, but perhaps the person who says it most powerfully, the same truth that everyone and everyone, everything needs a mission is a man named Viktor Frankl. Now, Viktor Frankl is a Holocaust survivor, and he wrote a book that is still very influential still today. It's called Man's Search for Meaning. And in that book, there's two parts of the book. In the first part of the book, he describes exactly what it was like to live in a Nazi concentration camp. It's very moving, the horrors that he describes. And then in part two of his book, he talks about a new therapy that he's developed. It's called logotherapy. 
And what this therapy does, it, it, it helps people to discover their mission. Now, in part one of the book, this is the interesting part. What he does is he noticed that, that some men and women entered the Nazi concentration camps thin. And maybe they weren't as robust, but these people, he said, some of them survived. Despite that, the fact that others in the Nazi concentration camp were more who had more vitality, more strength, a more robust physicality, they had died. See, And he wondered, well, what's the difference between those who survived the Nazi concentration camps and those who didn't? And he could only come up with one reason. It was a spiritual reason. The people who had survived understood their purpose and their mission. Now, he said it more poetically than that. This is, this is a, a phrase that he repeats often in his book. He said, those who have a why to live can bear with almost any how. So this is what he's saying. Those who understand their purpose, those who have a mission, those who have a why to live, can always figure out how they're going to survive. They're going to always figure out how to carry out that mission. They can bear with almost any how. And he's right. We all need a purpose. We all need a mission. And that's exactly what Jesus gives us today in this lesson. He gives us a mission that is personal, He gives us a mission that is provoked by love. And he gives us a mission that is just the right size. So this is what Jesus does. This is what Jesus does. He takes Peter aside from the rest of the disciples who had just eaten breakfast on a beach. And now remember, this is after Jesus' resurrection. This is the crucified Jesus. This is the resurrected Jesus, the one who saved us and redeemed the world, he takes Peter aside, and this is how he begins. He says, he says, Simon, son of John. So in other words, he names Peter. He sets him apart from all the rest of the disciples. He calls him the name that his mother gave him. He calls him the name that's on his birth certificate. Now, that's, I think that's significant. So if I'm at home, and my wife says to me, Timothy, Carl, Borman, I know that I'm supposed to listen, right? I know that that she's about to give to me a mission, and she really wants me to listen up. So Jesus takes Peter aside, and he says, Simon, son of John. I have a mission for you. The first truth that I want you to learn about mission is this. A godly mission, a mission from Jesus, is something that only you can carry out. It's something that is utterly personal. A mission from Jesus is a mission that has your name on it. So maybe I can use myself as an example. There is only one person on planet Earth 
that can be a husband to Amanda. Right? There is only one person in the whole wide world who can be a father to Taylor, Brooke, and Felicity. And there is only one person in all the whole wide world who can actually be a pastor for Sure Foundation Lutheran Church in Woodside, New York. I'm the only one called to do that now. I've got a mission and a purpose that is utterly personal for me. And so do you. You can discover your mission or your purpose in life by starting with the things that have your name on it. Think about your relationships that only you have with other people. Think about the experiences that only you have been through. Think about the talents that God has uniquely gifted to you. And you will begin to hear Jesus, the Savior of the world, the Redeemer of the world, your Redeemer, call you aside and say your full name, the name on your birth certificate, the name that your mother gave to you, and say, this is what I have for you to do. This is your reason to exist. This is your mission, and only you can carry it out. Mission that is God-given is always personal. We could stop right there now. We, we could stop right there, but still we have not really come to a Christian mission. So Jesus continues. He says, Simon, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Now Jesus didn't have to ask that question. He didn't need to ask it for himself, right? He, like, he knows everything, and Peter's later going to say that. Jesus is not asking that question for his own personal knowledge. He's asking that question for Peter. In fact, Jesus could have rushed ahead and just gave him to, given to Peter his mission, but that's not what he does. He stops, and he asks Peter so that Peter would reflect. He says, Simon, son of John, do you Love me. You see, Peter could have went about his mission out of guilt. He really could have. He, he, could, have, he could have thought, you know what? I really messed up back there when I disowned Jesus three times. And he could have thought, i got to redeem myself. i got to do it right this time. He could have done it out of shame. He could have looked around at the other disciples in the world. He said, I'll show them that that I'm changed now. He could have done it out of shame. He could have done his mission for so many different reasons. But Jesus, before he gives to Peter his mission, he stops Peter and he asks him this question, Peter, do you love me? Before I give to you your mission, I want you to have Jesus call you aside, speak your name to you, and ask you this question, do you love Jesus? Because i got to tell you, He loves you. Oh my goodness, does He love you. It's not because you've done anything so good. In fact, maybe it's the opposite. But He loves you. He was crucified for you. He rose for you. 
He baptized you and washed all your sins for you. In just a little bit, He's going to put His body and blood on your own lips and He's going to assure you of your forgiveness. Oh my goodness, does He love you? And now He takes you aside, He says your name, and He asks you this question, do you love me? Do you love Jesus? I know you do. Jesus. You know that I love you. And now you're ready, right? Now you know that this mission is utterly personal. We, we know that this mission needs to be not provoked by guilt or shame or anything like that. That this is a mission that is provoked by love for Jesus. Now you're ready for G- to hear Jesus say this to you. This is what he says. Feed my sheep. Come on up. <laughs> Jesus, said to you, Jesus says to you, feed my sheep. In other words, this is what Peter was supposed to do. It's really kind of a, a simple job if you really think about it. He's supposed to be like a farmer. <laughs> He's supposed to be like a shepherd. And he doesn't have to create the food or anything like that. He's just got one simple job. Two, three times a day, he's supposed to go and get the food that Jesus has already provided. And he's supposed to take that food and he's supposed to give it to the ones that Jesus loves, his little lambs. Peter, feed my sheep. (laughs) And yet we might say, well, that's an easy mission. But it's also a grand and very important mission because if nobody feeds the sheep, what's going to happen? They're going to die. Jesus gives to Peter a mission that is just the right size. Not too big, not too small. So this is the third truth I want you to learn about mission. Mission is sort of like a Goldilocks kind of thing. You don't remember Goldilocks, right? Not too small and not too big. And I want you to understand this. Like A survivor of trauma can go through this. Some people who have survived trauma will think, I'm no good. I'm inadequate. I have too much shame and guilt to serve Jesus. And so in their own minds... They have this very extreme view of what their future is going to be like. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Their mission is too small. Do you see that? But then there's this other extreme that survivors of trauma can go to. And they can think, there's a reason that I'm still on planet Earth. And therefore, i got to take advantage of every single moment of my life. And so, you know, I've heard of survivors of trauma like, uprooting their whole life and moving to like Guatemala or something like that. They have a very extreme and and almost bloated view of what mission can be. Jesus says this, feed my sheep. Not too big, not too small, but very, very important. A mission that has eternal consequences. Mission is personal. Mission is provoked by love. And mission is just the right 
size. So what can that mean for you? Well, it might mean that you volunteer to teach Sunday school. Feed my sheep, Jesus says. It might mean that you volunteer to to serve your church. It might mean that you every day open up the Bible with your family and come into the presence of God to pray. You feed the sheep. This is a mission that has eternal consequences. You can think about it this way. That when it comes to mission, you need to start at the core. Or you need to start from the end and work your way backwards because the end brings clarity. Now, I want to show you how that worked out in my own life. We, I started this sermon series talking about my own personal traumatic experience. When I was going down on that plane, I did not care about my full email inbox. Not even a little bit. I didn't care about really my work at all. There was only one thing that I needed to say. One last thing. And it was this. Tell the girls we love them and that Jesus is always with them. You see, the end brings clarity about what really matters. See, at the end of it all, everything else melts away. It really does. Everything else simply melts away. And there's only one thing that matters. That you are loved by Jesus and that those that you love know His saving name. That's the only thing that matters at the end. Starting from the end brings that kind of clarity. And from Jesus, it gives us a mission that is personal, that is provoked by love, and that is truly right-sized. Amen? Amen.